0: It's time for that Davis show. We are back. I am your host, of Davis. Make sure you follow me at that's Davis, and of course, the executive producer of the show is Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan Bisky and Ryan Bisky One on the Instagram to take in all of Ryan's sexy. All right, all he's of got it. any all all of. It. He says after this he's going to do squats just to let you know what he's trying to bring to hey. the table, ladies. All right, and perhaps gentlemen, but ladies. Uh, just nice what for the burning.
1: guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Listen, we got a lot to jump into today. We definitely going to be hard on the finals. We're definitely going to talk some bears with training camp like about half a week away. And of course, I was lucky enough to interview Matt Nagy uh, last week. He dropped this past Monday. Uh, so we're definitely going to go over that a tad bit. But let's start and go off top. Off top take it from the top the tippy oh my people all right my off top for today is basically what the hell is going on over at espn so last week we had the uh we had the 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 the, the nickel situation all right the rachel nickel situation uh the host of the jump of the nba the jump uh, and her talking to an advisor of LeBron about Maria Taylor and saying that basically Maria Taylor got her job uh, due to her race and the fact that ESPN is messed up when it comes to inclusion, and she felt that they gave Maria Taylor her 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 job uh, just because ESPN has a bad record when it comes to inclusion. So that was one thing, and she didn't give a great apology. And she's been out and about doing her thing. They took her away from the finals, all right. But then the flip side this week and this one burnt my side, is you had Stephen A. Smith on first take say that Shohei Itani could not be the face of the M- MLB. Now, when I first saw this, I just I just turned it off like this is ignorance and foolishness and just bloviating to say the least. Then it got hot. And initially he came out, he came out and kind of tried to explain why he said what he said, but didn't necessarily retract it. Then the next day he gave a full mea culpa, and said that he was wrong, and he realized that he hurt people. I'm not the Stephen A. is um, is a coon guy, and I you got to be careful using that word too. All right, I'm not I'm not the guy. But I, I, he's a capitalist. I'll say that much for that brother. But sometimes I get leery of him taking up the role of the oppressor, and I mean like the the old get off my lawn uh, BS. To say that Shoei Tane could not be the face of the MLB for me is 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 ridiculous then i'll tell you why ryan if you played mike trout's voice right now and tell me to name that person let alone athlete i would not be able to tell you that was mike trout all right outside of a subway commercial i've rarely heard mike trout say anything is being the best player of this last generation all right even when was that subway commercial four or five years ago Right, My, Rob Manfred is still like Mike Trout could do more. Right, I listen when when that um, that that um, Gatorade commercial came out. I don't know if it's G 4s to drink, and they had he whose name should not be spoken on this show because he was traded for James Shields, and of course you know that I mean Fernando Tatis Jr. When I first saw that commercial, I was like, I think that's Fernando Tatis Jr. Just because I knew that he had colorful dreads, but I didn't initially definitely know that that was him. All right. Just just in general, because sometimes, especially with baseball players, you may not if they're not in your market, even if they're huge stars, you may not see them that often. You know what I'm saying? Or you may just see a glimpse of whatever they have on a helmet or whatever. The point that I'm trying to get to is baseball is in a situation where it needs exposure in general. And when you have a generational player, regardless of what he has to say, all he has to say is hold up a beverage and drink. Right, and I'm sure Shohei Tane has some words in English because he doesn't have to say that his interpreter could say it. And you could put it at the bottom. I really wouldn't give a damn, you know, like the, just to sit there and, and and categorically say something like that. All right, and if you want to say that, there may be some some uh, marketing uh, uh, hindrances as far as some companies. And I don't know how many of those companies are that some companies may not want him to be their spokesperson because he can't speak English. Maybe, maybe you 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 have something to stand on. And that's still a maybe because I mean, you still can sell uh, units and units and units to people over in the in, in, in Pacific, in, you know, over the, the, the Ring of Fire, whatever. I'm, I'm just messing up. You get what I'm trying to say. All right. <laughs> That so for him to sit there and jump out the window and say that, and then have to run it back. And then, I'll say this too. And again, I'm not a I'm not a Stephen A. Smith hater. There sometimes is nothing better than when he has to run it back because he's so kind to Max for like the rest of that week, damn near. So understanding. He was on there talking about let's not say, uh, let's not call people Robbins. And he, I think he was right when he said this today. Let's not call people Robbins because he feels like that's the reason that Scottie Pippa jumped out the window the last couple of weeks because unlike Kevin McHale, unlike uh, 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 Magic and Kareem, so on and so forth back in the days, you didn't have someone uh, uh, Dr. J and Mose Malone. You, you didn't have someone say that's Batman and that's Robin you know what I'm saying so that that being heaped on Scotty is the reason that Scotty feels a certain kind of way even though he's a, one of the 50th greatest p- p- uh, players ever but still I love when he has to be contrite and he's kind you know what I'm saying instead of just heat 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 because I'm going to tell you why heat 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 is what gets you out in that situation that got his ass in trouble alright when you're just sitting there and you hot take hot take hot take hot take and that's part of the reason why That a show that you have to take opposite opinions is always something that I would not want to necessarily participate in. You know, I'm like, I I, want to be able to state how I feel generally. You know, I, I can sit there and express why someone may have a difference of opinion. I, and I could I think I can explain that well, but I would hate to have to say that an opinion that is not mine is generally my opinion. But again, that was just looking at ESPN in the last couple of weeks and just the foolishness that is, is taking place over race. All right. Especially after what took place last year and how they used it. All right, they just All they right. jumped on the George Floyd bandwagon and just used it as a Raiden's monster. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's just you. It, it, I get tired of being triggered, and I wasn't triggered. I was tired. You know, it's like I really turned it off the stuff with him because when he first did it, I was like, nah, dude. But then when I saw he was apologizing for it, I was like, see, they. you shouldn't have have done that. But then even going back to Rachel Nichols, and she didn't even have to, didn't didn't even make the apology to Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith at least was like, I know my bread is butter. She was like, I know where the privilege lies. (laughs) But yeah, that's my off top, a little something spicy uh, from the uh, Four Letter Network um, with what's going on over there. Listen, I mean, we all put our foot in our mouths at times, but one, you need to know the mics is hot at all times, and that's for Rachel Nichols right. and Stephen A. Smith, stuff like that, man, just, you don't it's, it's a brother, a brother I mean, it's just no need for you jumping out of that window talking about that someone from another country, just because they don't speak perfect English, that has that amount of talent that we've never seen in our lifetime. Right. Two-way players <laughs> since like Babe Ruth. Exactly. The, he can't necessarily uh, be the face of the MLB. Like, I, I don't Who's listening to like, dude? How many MLB players do we see regularly chatting it up on television? To be honest with that, are that are playing, not former players that are actually playing that you can tell me? Like, no, when's the last time we got first? Just let's go on the north side. When's the last time you saw a Chris Brown commercial? <sighs>
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think about that. Maybe men's like the men's warehouse. I think he did that no. for a little bit. That was when, about it
0: years ago. Okay, I mentioned the the, the beverage with with um, with Tetris Junior. I mean, how many other? probably like when the video game was coming out, um, the show. But how many other like baseball? And to doesn't... your point, how many more football players who wear helmets mm. are in commercials? Than all baseball players, when you see their face all the time, all the time, and you know, their voices. If you play Patrick Mahomes voice, I would know it was his voice, Tom Brady's voice, Aaron Rodgers voice. I, so on it, it's, I can probably go about 30 deep football players probably. that I may be able to pick out whose voice that is compared to MLB players. And you're telling me that this guy that can't spell English. <laughs> I mean, can't speak English. He couldn't be the face when we don't hear Plus, any of these guys talking the, in, the, in the first place.
1: Did Stephen A, uh, he's an NBA analyst, right? Did he not cover Yao Ming? Remember Yao Ming coming in here, became a national sensation, maybe not at first, but definitely once that stardom started rising at all, you were seeing him all over TV all the time. Even when he retired early, you were seeing him all the time after his early retirement.
0: Dude, just that, that smoke was, is that was illegitimate smoke right there. But that was that was my off top. If you, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous, especially this is the crazy part. So and it's it's funny that I mean, it's a, it's centered around the finals. So, of course, with the Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor situation, um, Maria Taylor basically didn't want to have to do any crosstalk with her when it comes to doing any interviews. So and, and then on top of that, after Rachel did that, they just pulled her off for the finals in general. Right. Which I, I would if Rachel had it in her contract that she was supposed to do the finals. I understand her saying, hey. I was supposed to get that gig. It's the 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 the, the racial insensitive part that kind of that cat get that caught her ass, right? But she's pulled off to the final, so you don't see her, you see Malik Andrews doing the interaction. But this is the crazy part, and I just noticed this the other night. Now you've been seeing Wilbon and Stephen A. Smith. You've been seeing their reactions to different plays, all that, them coming on. Now it's just Wilbon. Right. And it's just like, because it's like, get that heat. We don't even need that around the finals. And this wasn't even about basketball. This was about (laughs) baseball, right? Like you got, you got kicked off the finals (laughs) talking baseball and talking wrong about baseball. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that that that, and mean, an adamant. That's the crazy part. Adamant right. about you can't be because you don't speak like, bruh. I,
1: it's I know the most international just- game that we have in America, basically
0: with basketball but uh but uh, dude it's up there right it's basketball it's it's number two it's number two it's number two I know this land is your land this man is my land but bros calm down calm yourself down a little bit right
1: this dude (laughs) throws a hundred and a hundred goes off as bad every day like maybe he could
0: actually be maybe it could yeah come on dude good looking well built you know what I'm saying like he's not like some old dude that just found it at 35 and only has a couple years left Seems fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, that to me, I I mean, when I, I never even thought about it until he said that. But when he said it, it was like, what, what are you, dude? I'll be honest with you. He doesn't have to. I'm not saying the show he has to learn. All I used to do is learn three words damn near. And and also, we act like he doesn't know. Don't play yourself. Listen, that's like, this is another one too. One of my favorite players, uh, everyday players, was Ichiro, right? Right you, I love the ichiro it is and, and you no know, if ichiro would have been a Yankee instead of a Mariner, but the Pacific Ring is what I meant to say earlier. If it, it clearly, yeah, you know, no. just like just like Shohei, just like Ichiro, they all they all prefer to stay around the Pacific Ring because one, there's more Asian people there, and also it's, it's easier for the people at home to see them. And
1: their travel
0: if they ever want to go Good. back to Japan, exactly, exactly. Uh, but Ichiro, if Ichiro's a Yankee, he would have. I mean, he was one of the faces of baseball, but he was playing in the Northwest Coast where we we don't know we're slick for the most part you know what I'm saying like Mariners have only been relevant with two players Griffey Jr. and Ichiro and some A-Rod but yeah and the big unit but still uh, when you for you to say that is preposterous and then I want to focus on Ichiro Ichiro decided not to speak English because he was just keeping it a buck for his home team, right? If you don't think Ichiro could speak English, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're out of your mind, alright? How intelligent. he have been around here that long, but one out of being perhaps being comfortable, but also just I left y'all, but I'm still keeping this is just my opinion. I'm still one of y'all, right? I'm not going to give them everything, right? I'm not just going to I'm not, I'm not gonna just going to come here and just whitewash myself too. it. Right. I could be wrong, but I always looked at it with how intelligent Ichiro was that that was a decision he made to keep a connection to home. That's what I always, that's, and again, I could be wrong, but that was, that's my opinion. Um, But to say that these intelligent gentlemen can't, and as much American Americanists around the world don't know, a right. few words, and all you have to do is put together several for these damn commercials. If that, but he again, he wouldn't have to do that. You could have an interpreter easily do it. And just because it's show, hey, we'll we'll buy whatever it is, depending on whatever it is, or how int- how funny the damn commercial is, or right. just how intriguing it is. Have you seen that like uh, Google Pixel
1: commercial where the dad is deaf and talks to his son? Yes, for the and he's first like, this "Is the first
0: time." Right. Great point. You great can't point. do like
1: a Google Translate Pixel with Ooh. Shohei Otani make millions of dollars, and it will be like, "Oh, look at
0: that." Yeah, and then he like takes like a slight jab at Stephen A. Smith at the end of it,
1: <laughs> like it's uh, American name, Stephen A. Smith, block right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right all right enough of that enough of that negativity getting all of our attention at the top of the show uh listen the nba's finals are taking place it's tied up right now it is 2-2 both teams have won at home uh Giannis snap but chris middleton snap you actually had a game last night and I, I mentioned this game i don't know if i mentioned on here Sean and maya but the, uh, the jordan Barkley game, when they both scored 42 points, uh, was the last time that two players in the finals threw 42 points Now The time before that, I didn't notice until today, was John Havlicek of the Celtics and uh, Jerry West of the Lakers back in the early 70s was the last time that two players, opposing players, put a no, no, no. Yes, I'm right with that. After that was Shaq and AI in game one between – the Jordan one, and this one that took place last night is what I should say, or whatever. Uh, listen, Milwaukee needed it. Uh, you know how we feel about Milwaukee. They were our team. They needed
1: team. it so bad that
0: they, they threw up some money to the refs, apparently. Well, I think for me, both teams, you, you brought it up earlier on the phone call, our pre-show phone call, that the refereeing was bad. The, the fact that clearly Devin Booker should have fouled out I mean, I, Devin Booker, I died laughing. he humped Dad. him. He basically humped on him for a second, right? Like, and they were Jeff like, oh, ball. Dundee, I was like, what ball are you him. talking about? But
1: he says to him, like, he's intentionally giving himself up. And then you see the replay, like, he's actually doing an intentional foul and it doesn't get called. I, I died laughing. Like, that was a comedy show at that point.
0: But see, that's that's always been a big problem with the NBA, though. And that's why you, I'm surprised you don't hear it as much. Some of those people have just turned off the NBA. But it's always been an issue why people just really don't trust the referee when it comes to the NBA for situations like that. And we know other leagues do it, but it's just so, it's so much easier in that small setting uh, no pads you know what I'm saying nothing on right. it, it just 5 on 5 instead of 11 over 11 you know what I'm saying it's so much easier like you can't see offensive linemen getting held on every play I mean defensive lineman, I should say getting held on every play you know what I'm saying it's, you can't really because the, the camera zooms away or whatever but it's so much easier to see it in the NBA uh, the refereeing was bad uh, Giannis snapped with the, the that block, but listen, Chris Middleton – and it, Chris Middleton has to do this in Phoenix as they return to Phoenix for Game 5. Uh, he snapped. I mean, this is a guy – Still, and I'm not saying this, he, he's 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 a damn good number two. A number two at times can insert himself as the number one, also as the finisher. Because usually you're going to have to have somebody that just can handle the ball with some finesse, necessarily, to be able to either get to the cup or get their shot off, whenever. Uh, but. Definitely, definitely is a lot better than what we were saying last year when they needed him to be a number three and they needed another number. They needed a real number two. Uh, He has he has exceeded that clearly Um, and definitely. Shout out to him for working his uh, his ass off. Shout out to uh, Rob Schaefer over at uh, NBC Sports. He's a big Chris Middleton fan. Um, Looking at what Drew Holiday is doing to to to, CP three on the defensive side. With wearing him down, CP3's numbers have gone down, and you have to worry if he's wearing out now mm-hmm. playing this deep. We also have to remember Chris Paul's never played this deep right. into the, in the playoffs ever in his career, and usually he's he would have gotten hurt. He actually did get hurt, and he persevered through that with the soda injury from the Lakers series and um, the hand and also, injury that he's dealing with now. Right? Um, If they need a game from him, because I mean, clearly. If he had a game yesterday, they probably win yesterday. If he had a game with what Book did, Book went, he went mambo on that ass basically yes, yesterday did. and you love oh, it's 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 I, and I think it's the this the mamba part of it it's something so attractive about his mid-range game when he gets oh. that elbow it's just like it's just like quit when he gets to the elbow it's just like you defender you may I don't know and'm not to say you can stop him but why'd you let him get here all right somebody should have came and did a dive right there defender just scares ass off when he hits that elbow it's a close it's, it's 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 a done dilly To say the least, Um, I've enjoyed this finals. Um, it's good to see two small market teams. It's good to see all the fans up in uh, Minnesota. mean, you know, up in uh, uh Milwaukee. Actually, I have to take all a trip the to Milwaukee. arenas are crazy loud. Right, that's what I was about to say. I have to take a trip to Milwaukee for a Brewers game next Friday. But the weird part is that that um from the first game, that fan from Phoenix that was like turned like this and was like he was in it. He was just like drifting, like, He was so high and feeling the vibes. <laughs> Like, the vibes had to feel so good. I was like, damn, the vibes are, are X. Cause the, the vibrations were just hitting his ass, to say the least. He was feeling the vibes. And then all of those damn fans at the, the, um, at the Bucks Deer District, 25,000 people. Dude, I mean, I, it depends on how old I am if I'm coming out there for that. Not at this age. I don't feel like I'm stepping out just to – uh <laughs> To stand outside of the stadium. You, you know hear what I'm the saying? deer, literally. It's not even, that's just like, I, I mean, may, I mean, I may pass through, but like a full commitment to be out there, nah, dude, I, I'll pass. I'll find a bar or something like that, or I'll just be at home. But it's just, it's dope. It's the same thing you saw in Jurassic Park in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just, it's good to see so many people uh, captivated by the NBA. Because unlike the referee last night, the product is good, but it always just has those those issues that just pop out on your ass where it's just like, damn, what the hell? And I mean, I guess the question now uh, will kind of be, what do you expect to happen in this three-game playoff? Um, listen, I don't know, to be honest with you. you know I, what? I,
1: I don't know my mm-hmm. big things. Drew Holiday is on a milk carton somewhere, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Like that dude, where is he? He can't hit nothing other than what a decent game three. Everything Mm. else has been where's Drew Holiday on the offensive end. And I loved the adjustment Milwaukee made doing the pick and roll with Middleton and Giannis. I felt like they didn't go to it enough though, when they had that advantage and especially late, they went away from it early, which goes back to my guy, coach bud, man. I I just feel like I was listening to Mark Jackson. and I just wanted him to just slide on over to the bucks end and just start coaching away. Cause I was totally agreeing like trap a guy. Can you trap a Devin Booker and get it out of his hands and force somebody else to beat you? And I, I love that play by Giannis. That was the immaculate block in that game. But how about a defensive adjustment? Maybe putting Giannis in like a LeBron mode where we are going to go really strong side with our other defenders. And we're going to have Giannis cover more ground on the weak side and he'll rotate and cover whatever we need there. And let's really trap the ball on the strong side. Like, I don't understand at all what Milwaukee's doing at times with their adjustments in games and Monty Williams is just back and forth seemingly always has the answer. That game, like you said, they would have won had Devin Booker not gotten in foul trouble, had Chris Paul not made a couple bad turnovers, and it had not for Giannis made that incredible defensive play. It took all of that for Milwaukee just to get by.
0: That's why I'm not here saying that I got. I think the Bucks, man, the Bucks are gonna win this. Because to be honest with you, the Phoenix Suns offense scares the living bejesus out of me. as somebody that's slightly rooted more for Milwaukee than the Suns? Yes. Um, it, 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 it they they can just pour it on, you know. Like it's just when it's on, it's on, you know. And I, Milwaukee still can get stagnant. Um, they're still like, listen, Chris Milton had to drop 40 on that ass. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I mean. That it, it compared to someone like Devin Booker, you're not expecting that from Chris Middleton. You know, what I'm saying it's, it's great that he can do it. Um, but yeah, Milwaukee's offense still scares me. Another thing I thought about you, and this was the game before last with all the like the, the threes that Shannon Crowd I mean uh Jay crowder has been dropping yeah. and he was just and I was telling Jay Crowder don't you can't leave Jay Crowd open, man. Jay Crowd knock your ass sure. out. All right, like but again, Monty Williams messed up too. Uh and he admitted it when he said that he he took uh he took out Uh, Cameron too early that he should have he should have left him in there a bit longer instead of going to Mikhail Bridges. Uh, But still, again, it's definitely been a great finals. I hope I hope Chris Paul. And again, I slightly I slightly want Giannis to win more, even though I wanted more for Chris Paul. I just feel that I'm not a person that feels like this. This will make or break Chris Paul's legacy. Chris Paul making it to the finals has exceeded what we would expect him going to Phoenix. Uh, but while Giannis is still in the building mode of his legacy, I think it will be, it, I think it's cool for him to get a title off the hip winning two MVPs. Uh, because usually if you, you get, you're going to end up like Steve Nash and I'm not trying to knock Steve Nash, but there's a hole in his career from winning MVPs, especially MVPs that some people feel like belong to someone other, some other players, or at least one. She that belongs to another. Oh. Right. Um, and you don't have a title, you know what I'm saying? Or you didn't even make a finals, you know, and I don't want that for Giannis's legacy. So I, that's why. I Especially slightly when root.
1: Steve Nash might be the one knocking him out next year. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: <laughs> but uh, so that's why I slightly root more, even though I would love that cherry on top for Chris Paul. Um, but I want Chris Paul to finish this out strong too. You know, I don't want this to be another mess, Chris Paul. I mean, again, now we thought he was too old. Now you're saying that he's not doing enough. Uh, you ha- which way are you gonna have it? You know what I'm saying? Like, if he's going to this young team. No one expected for them to do this this year. You know what I'm saying? Let alone what they may be able to do next year if he stays healthy with what these these youngsters have gleamed off of him—the professionalism, the hunger, the desire, the, the the excellent basketball IQ. Also, too, and I I love Chris Paul, but we I we we got to stop calling him point guard though. Like, if you're not gonna get that to Magic or Zeke, I don't think that we should be giving yeah. that to yeah. anybody. Like anybody else, if we're gonna run like that, that's just when we're saying that it's just as far as far, It's just funny how just because he made it new, I don't know he's been called that, but people have really been latching onto it even more. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed this finals. But um, okay. I'll say this much though, if Giannis it pl- keeps playing the way that he's playing. I don't think that the Suns are going to be able to beat that. Giannis is playing like a man driven. Giannis is like, that's, that's another reason why I root more. I'm slightly root more because a player as great as Giannis is, but someone still has some limits to his abilities. He gives, he's given every ounce of, of what he has to pull and drag that team because he he doesn't look at this like, I have another opportunity to get there. This this is my opportunity to get there. And uh, as him ascending into, I mean, he's been great, but into more rare air, I just, I want it for him. And I, I hate that I want it for him because I would love for Chris Paul to get it. But I, I again, I'm rooting for the Bucks. I'm not saying the Bucs are going to win it all because, man, that, again, that offense of the Phoenix Suns, can get scary, especially for a team like the at Ducks. At home, too. Exact, great point. Great, great, great point. So, uh, we'll see. Game 5 coming up. Um, we, we'll get another game in Milwaukee, so the Deer District will be open, as long as it's not ready. I'm so raining happy
1: out. it's it's 2-2, just so that this series looks just competitive all the way through. I, I need at least 6, but I'm
0: really hoping for 7. Well, I mean, you're getting 6 regardless.
1: But I'm saying before the game, we didn't know if we were getting six, and especially yeah, with nine point lead and it looked like the Suns were pulling away, it didn't look like we were getting six.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. And
1: I kept great thinking point. of you, like I, I think you were right. I don't. I don't think the Suns. I think the Suns would have taken one game had it not been for some crazy, like even. The trap at the end when they just call foul thinking that Chris Paul and Cam Johnson are trapping uh, I forgot who had the ball I think it was Middleton and they just call foul right away when they had him in perfect trap mode like mm. it, it took every bit of Devin Booker getting all these fouls it took every bit of just the Suns not having enough for the Bucks to win that game like I was I was really thinking Ken nailed it they weren't going to win both. And even though they did, they won by the skin of skin of their teeth, like the Facts. skinniest of skins. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, If you're a Bucks fan, you are celebrating, but you weren't feeling oh, good about you, the next three games. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you, but you know what? I miss that. It's funny you say that. I miss my team. And I grew up, they used to win those a lot, even though Detroit used to knock them out when I was first getting acclimated to basketball. But like, and then they were winning them. I remember a couple of game sevens, never in the finals, a couple of game sevens with the the Knicks and with the Pacers, uh, not the same year. That man, I was scared for the Bulls uh back in the Jordan Pippen era. And then the era with the Rose era when they actually would lose in those situations because they didn't have enough. But I miss I miss playing. I miss my team. Playing playoff contending basketball. its, Me it's too. even with the heartbreak, it's it's nothing like it, because uh, then you you go to the offseason and be like, what can my team tinker to do to get better? You know what I'm saying? Just in those situations, like even when we knew the sum of Carmelo coming here wouldn't really make us a champion, but we still was like, it was like it's something to tinker. It gives us a chance that. You know we're not even there and i mean that was d rose after the injury that was joe being a little bit older that was jimmy ascending you know what i'm saying I, but i really missed that and i envy those fans like you just said those bucks fans that just from the the the, the snatching uh snatching that the defeat just snatching away that defeat the way that they did Uh, it's 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 exhilarating to be a fan and to have those times in your life. And I think that's something that we don't think about with our fandom is that these are little marks in our lives that, you know, I remember my team did this, I remember this team did that, and I miss my team not doing something like that or being involved in situations like that.
1: And especially, I think, with this situation, seeing your best two players, like, develop in the playoffs like seeing Middleton last year in the bubble how he grew and how well he played and now he, he we just expect clutchness out of him especially in an elimination game for the Bucs and to see Giannis just making that block they're playing a two-man game like if I was a Bucks fan it's not just snatching the, def- victory, the victory from the jaws of from- defeat exactly it's That's what I was also trying to say. my best two players are just right. getting it done my future
0: well you're present really you're present <laughs> you're right
1: the one, future is a
0: gift yeah one of them's the future but i mean it's funny i saw uh, i was watching something and uh chris Middleton was being interviewed and um i don't know if it was rachel nichols or not who was interviewing him but they said that Giannis said that he that his most fearful day is when Chris Middleton hangs it up and it just hits you that they're they're not the same age. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right, Giannis is still part of the future. I like say Chris Middleton is in part of the next few years. But yeah, um, just just man, uh, again, uh, shout out. I'm enjoying the finals. I hope everybody's enjoying the finals, but still talking a little basketball um, right before the finals. I really enjoy watching the WNBA All-Star game with the WNBA All-Stars going up against the USA team. Uh, team USA came out wet. All right, dude, they came out dropping dropping bombs, dropping bombs. <laughs> I stopped looking at that game. My TV, my my um, my DVR jumped. I, I swear Team USA was beating the WNBA All-Stars about nine points, and it was like maybe 16, 17 eight or something right and my tv jumped and i rounded back and they were tied and i was like wait what the hell just happened basically right and i i knew that i had to watch the final so i didn't want to go keep going back or whatever um but i did see the majority of that game uh, listen, I was definitely rooting for the WNBA All Stars because they had they had of course Candace Parker there, who has the cover of 2K upcoming. So shout out to the home homeland hometown girl. Even if she's from Naperville, she's from the hometown of Chicago. Chicago land. All right, we take we're taking her. Um You had I would um, take her if I got the shot. Right. You had uh, one of, one of my boos that came out with uh, Sabrina Nesco. I think she was like the second or third pick out of uh Oregon uh, last year she was on the uh she was on the all-star team and I, I, I usually I, when I was watching I, after when they was, when they was calling them out I was like ooh. why <laughs> you you may think it's for a basketball playing, which it is but this one she's close to my heart <laughs> oh, a little extra on top <laughs> it's a little bit extra they had this young lady I forget her name. Who I saw her interview earlier in the day, and she had she got six minute a year. She's third, she's leader for the MVP. I can't remember her name. She's like third in scoring or first or second in rebounding. Um, she was out there giving Brittany Griner the business. Brittany Grinder is still too big for those girls, right? And she's even she's even bigger now. And I mean in a positive sense, like like her legs are even more massive watching uh Brittany Griner, but she was out there giving her uh, some business. Um, it was just a good game. You had uh, a I'm make sure I pronounce her name correctly, Arike Agumboale uh, won the MVP. She was burning it up. It was just a really entertaining game. It was probably the best team that the USA team is going to face, facing these All-Stars. Um, if you didn't see it, I will go back and watch it. Uh, the WNBA still has a nice product if you haven't been checking it out. Um, but definitely, this was a great All-Star game, and it was good to see the WNBA all-stars take out team USA especially cuz you know a decent amount of them if they could depending on uh but what, what, um uh, what their nation- their what depending on what nation they're from before I sit here and stammer and stutter uh, perhaps could hold them back or just because they're older so they didn't want to bring them along even though they brought on the, the goat uh, you, you sit there you have Tarasi who didn't play last night and you have uh, Sue Bird uh, the two Yukon former teammates that are going for their fifth uh, gold medals I
1: wonder why <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah Is it was
1: on the coaching staff oh that makes
0: sense It's de- it was definitely um, it was definitely a good game I look forward to watching them in the Olympics and I feel sorry for uh, USA's men's basketball team with what happened with Brad Bill uh, getting putting COVID protocols and he's not going to be playing and the team needed everybody that they can get on the team uh, you're going to perhaps get a tired Devin Booker and uh, um, Chris Middleton and perhaps Drew Holiday, if they all three go after the finals, uh, you better hold knows...
1: that for up for grabs later.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, but even still, sticking don't tease with... it out too much, my friend. Just <laughs> give, give, give you a little thigh, take it back. That wasn't well, the give only that thigh, but you can't show the cooch. Okay, whoa, 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 not on here. Um, that uh, that Isn't wasn't that the only... unisex. The what? Never mind. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm so happy you stopped. Thank you. Because I, I was like, you shouldn't even have asked him, Kenneth. Let's leave it there. But listen, there was that wasn't the only All-Star game to take place this week. All right. Tuesday, we had the MLB All-Star game after another spectacular home run derby. Uh, Pete Alonzo, I guess you the man when it comes to power hitting, bro. All right. Like a polar bear. So yeah, hats off, Polar Bear. You 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 claim it, and you went out and you did it. Uh, even though that was a nice uh, sudden, that was a nice sudden death between Shohei and uh, uh, Sato. Um, that was that was that was pretty dope. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, my man Tim Anderson didn't get to get out there and do his dizzle. Uh, Liam that's a batting did, box though, right? Liam Hendricks did close the game out. Um, Lance Lynn had a, a, a nice inning. Uh, out there put in some good work uh, What about the guys on your side of town How do, how do, how do you feel like they fared in the All-Star game
1: uh, I mean Craig was fine and cool In there uh, Chris Bryan had a couple opportunities Maybe could have stole MVP If he had gotten a couple base hits I believe he came up twice with the bases Loaded and was unable to come Through but one of them was a great Defensive play by I believe Jared Walsh out in the outfield took a double away uh i thought they did fine i don't know it just for me boy ever since that tie ever since that tie in the all-star game it's just it's never been the same for me i don't Mm. know why Mm. something about just like they wanted to make it serious now it's not serious and it just Baseball with the All-Star Game used to be just such a significant thing because no one had television. You would just read about players across the country. and this You was didn't your have any league play. Game. Exactly. And mm. now it's kind of just like...
0: So you want them to go back to whoever wins the All-Star Game gets home? Uh, home? No, yeah.
1: no. I, I, I wouldn't mind... Them trying to maybe put a large sum of money that they mm. really play hard for or something like that, but definitely not.
0: <laughs> That's too extreme, especially okay. since apparently the AL can't lose. I was about to say, All-Star I was yeah. like, I, for me personally, I'm like, it's cool with me because the AL keeps winning. All right, you guys may get one every once in a while, but clearly it's gonna help my team out more than it's gonna help you your team out. So I remember uh, yeah. like what was it around 2010
1: that I saw how dominant the AL has been. And it's like, boy, nothing's ever going to change on that front. And apparently. The crazy
0: part is like, it would be like 20 years, but the National League won it like three times to break it up to where <laughs> like that, that early odds doesn't count like it would like the last eight years count. But if you really look at it, like National League's only won it like three times in like the last 20 years, I may be missing a time or two. You know what I'm saying, but also they don't even you, deserve that time or two. You're right, but also <laughs> when it's time for the when it's time for the, the All Star Game, and MLB it's also always time for trade deadline. Um, you sat there. We had a trade that went out today. Yes, here we on did. The north side we're well, we're selling waiting. beginning. Yeah, go ahead. Let everybody know.
1: Uh, they traded away Jock Peterson. I'm blanking mm-hmm. on the prospect, Bryce, first baseman from the Braves. I got it for you. Apparently, Bryce Ball, power hitter, not much of a contact guy. <laughs> it's perfect. Cubs M.O., but we know how the Cubs love their power-hitting first baseman. But he seems like a decent prospect. He was a 24th-round pick for the Braves in 2019, and he's risen his way through the minors. So Hmm. uh, it's probably not some major prospect, but you throw that in with the San Diego kids from the U. Darvish trade and some more kids that are more than likely coming for future deals that are coming. I mean, you got to at least trade Craig Kimbrough and try to make –
0: Whatever, Definitely.
1: whatever you can there, um, it's a good, it's a good at least indication that the Cubs aren't seeing something differently than we're seeing. So that's that was my main part of that one.
0: And on the south side, um, I mean, we saw in the the the, the home run derby, Derby, uh, Trevor Story, uh, you know, Frazier from Pittsburgh um definitely probably want to get a left hand i mean a left-hander in the bullpen um any and every any and all of those i i i drift back and forth from thinking if this is the year for the Sox and the Sox. even though they've been uh bum beaters um they keep saying that they're not giving in this year and i'm not going to give in um with eloy being back in a, basically a couple of weeks um and then who knows how long it is before Lou Bob returns man, I'm all in. Let's go get it. You know what I'm saying? I'll get you an Andrew Vaughn, you know what I'm saying, depending on what I got to get. You know what I'm saying? Um, Maybe it's Escobar to second, but definitely it's time to make a move. And also, you don't even know how Nick Magical may come back next year anyway, depending on if if they're going to go for one-year rental or a guy that maybe has one more year on his contract or controllable year. Uh, But um, I'm in it, How come the
1: Sox uh, didn't have like a brace ball to give to the Cubs for Jack Peterson?
0: And go full circle with this. I I don't think the Cubs want to deal with the Sox right now. now. (laughs) I don't think that. that, that Just chance for revenge. (laughs) He keeps calling them up with trash, like Ah, I'll get you. Who's your hottest
1: prospect? I'll give you Jack Peterson for (laughs) it. I hear you got uh, Jimenez over there, or uh, some Cuban prospect that everybody wants. I got a guy for you, Jack Peterson. Don't you have a Cespedes
0: or two (laughs) Cespedes? Cespedite! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Excuse me, Cespediz! <laughs> I would listen, I was on Sean and Maya this um week, Monday, with uh Josh Nelson from Sox Machine. And he was like our Cespedus that basically he's a power guy that doesn't make a lot of contact, and he shouldn't basically be untouchable. So if we got to move our Cespedes, the, the step, the half brother, go ahead, man. Let it be. Let it. Let it come back to haunt us in the future. But let it. Let it. And then we'll be like, "Well, we didn't know, right? We thought he was just gonna be lesser than his brother was." I mean, but uh. Still. Oh, now <laughs> it makes sense.
1: Jed is exactly. holding on. He wants the Cespedes. He
0: wants the Cuban. And I'll give you Chris oh, Brown for that one. You, you want the y'all? Know y'all want these Cubans, boy. We oh keep, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Like we're playing full Monty. Um, Maybe we so just need so
1: Jose Abreu and then we can get it done.
0: For what? i give you Jose Abreu for Chris Bryant, even though I mean, oh, i couldn't He's the hardest soul of the team. Oh, team yeah.
1: And team apparently the right. bridge to Cuba from America.
0: <laughs> 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 Listen, what if that was it? We give you Jose Abreu and you get all the Cuban defectors moving forward, basically. <laughs> Well, JK, we'll give me him. The uh, soul of Mini Mimosa still comes through and helps us, even though he's not dead. Shout you got out to the Mini Otani? Give me take <laughs> him. Stephen A. Smith says he can't be the face of MLB.
1: Right. <laughs> if only he spoke Spanish, then he could be.
0: <laughs> Damn, Japanese. Not this <sighs> time. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Sorry. Right. Switching over in a couple of weeks. We got Bears training camp, you know, and that means on this show and other shows is going to be really, really packed tight with more Bears, more Bears, more Bears, more Bears. Yeah. Do we have and, the
1: Justin Fields report ready for every single day about that? He
0: was he was drinking a sip of water. We did. A bears a dime. We did a Bears meal bag on um, under center today. And one of the questions was, did you enjoy the optics of seeing Justin Fields with Deshaun Watson? I I
1: didn't know Tony could submit questions, Uh, right?
0: (laughs) Right. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, But listen, I got a chance. Shout out to Michael Allardyce. Um, I'm higher up over at NBC. Uh, Gave me a chance to sit down and talk to Matt Nagy. He was at the American Century Championship for, on NBC golf tournament. Um shout out to Matt Nagy. Our for, own Ken Davis killed it. Yes, they I appreciate that. Shout out to Matt Nagy for uh, going along with it. You know what I'm saying? You you know the stick and he got in, he got into the box and he did his due. Um but it was interesting in well, the Let's give you some props.
1: Eric, he killed it with his analysis afterwards. The blunt questions, the right to the point, direct questions, obviously respectful, but just really good, really good stuff because that's an easy one. Hey, got the head coach for the first time. Let's give him a bunch of softballs and maybe a couple tough ones. It's like right away.
0: Why do you hate running the football? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that one, of course, I was being facetious, but it's a question that fans fans have. So I wanted to be blunt. She knew I was – I know he doesn't like – I mean, they. he knew that I was slightly joking with it, but oh, also yeah. said that he gets where the market that he's playing in and that he said – he alluded to that we like defense and running. And no, we like offense too. We just – Hey, also,
1: and we can't get
0: an answer if you don't ask the question. Right. We
1: can just assume. Yeah. 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 He loves it. He loves it. How about put something on the record, Mr. Head Coach?
0: Yeah. So it was good for him to talk about, for instance, David Montgomery, his affinity for David Montgomery. Um, I asked him, for instance, the amount of carries. I mean, I, well, I told him, and I was generous with the, how many carries David Montgomery should get coming off the bus, depending on the situational football was going on in the game, which he pointed out that point after I said it, that you know. By the like, way, you-
1: How do you feel about the answer you got to that question?
0: I liked, I liked it. I thought it was honest because if you're getting blown out, you're not going to run the ball as much. Um, But also it's, it's time of possession. It's wearing the other team down. It's setting up the other team for other plays moving forward. There's just a lot of things that it's easy to get away from the run and think I can get back into this game using the pass where you still need to run the ball, even if you're down by 10, there, right. you know, 14, depending on what right. time, how much time is left, there's still times where you need to run the rock. You know what I'm saying? And just going into full-on uh, uh, two-minute passing drills just necessarily isn't the way, especially when you haven't consistently won off of it. So, I mean, f- running is a fundamental to football, you know, and that's this isn't even in an era where we're talking about Bill Walsh and the West Coast where it's like, yeah, I don't have to necessarily hand it off to you. We can do these short dump passes and we could use those for runs. We're not even really in that. And not to say that some teams don't do that, but you know, depending on having those versatile running backs like Alva Kamara and so on and so forth, but we're not really in that era. You need a you need a guy that can get you fifteen carries and can probably come home with about 80 yards a game at least, you know. And then when I say that, I mean that those guys pop for hundreds. But just to say, like you know, 15 carries, he's going to have 80 something yard yards, maybe 100 yards, 20 receiving yards, 30 receiving yards. You know, like that's the league that we live in. And the Bears have a running back that can do that. You have to feed him. I mean, like I was not the um, I was not the David Montgomery full on guy. Uh, because one, that offensive line was so bad last year, um, but two, until talking shout out to the tape never lies, guys. And Phil Atosha, Phil LaTosha was the first person to be full on David Montgomery that I knew and pointed out that again. I mean, we knew the offensive line was bad, but just even how much how how much worse the offensive line was last year, and when that line. Guys, together or play lesser talent, you saw David Montgomery rock out. I, I do believe David Montgomery can be a top 10 running back in the NFL. I mean, I know that his what he had last year, he was a top 10 running back, but I meant nationally that people can sit there and see, you know, that this outset to me when he came into the league, I thought he was going to be a poor man, Saquon Barkley. <laughs> You look at the type of talent that Saquon Barkley is when he's healthy. That's nothing to to poo poo at, you know, but um, I I thought he answered it. Honestly, I thought I was real happy with the fact the funny thing was I got to my last question. There was like one more question. I was like, all I had was one anyway. Right. Like he like we really it it really went fast and I got everything that I want to get in, basically. You know what I'm saying? So that was definitely cool. Um, You had the situation. Go ahead.
1: I was going to ask you because we're very similar, even with like we you brought up D on uh, the interview to Matt Nagy. I think when we were doing the D and Davis show, you and I were more aligned as Matt Nagy guys. And mm-hmm. I am like you. Faith is really rocked. The foundation has been shaken to its core. How would you feel about the answer that he gave in terms of? I want uh, asking him how do you bring back the Matt Nagy
0: supporters? I'm happy that he was honest with knowing that he ran us off Matt Nagyville, under uh, Nagyville. He ran us out of Nagyville. Um, I said to him, you know, that I've been on six seventy, uh, you know, sitting in, and there was a lot of times I'm fussing for you, you know, and you proved me wrong, basically, you know. I mean, that's just the truth, and I can't lie. I can't be here and be a person just because I want to be right lie and be like well I was right and clearly I'm not the the guy that I have faith in still hasn't proven in the pudding that he can get it done offensively so I can't sit there and just be some blind Matt Nagy apologist I can still point out that he can be a good CEO of a football team but he's not here just to be a CEO and if he was just going to be a CEO he wouldn't have taken back play calling uh, duties right. So he's showing that no, this is what I'm supposed to be good at. So if that's what you're supposed to be good at, sir, please get out there and show us that you are good at that. Um, I thought he was honest with that when he when he when he answered as far as I gotta do what I need to do to you know to get us back on the lot. Maybe he'll bring us back on the lot, Ryan. Maybe he won't, but we will see this upcoming season.
1: Yeah, I uh I really hope so. And I liked also the question when it came to how do you get the offense going? Cause I mean, special teams, maybe they're not the best. But we we solved the kicker issue. We're not as concerned about special teams. And honestly, Ryan Pace can definitely draft guys that can play special teams. And especially when we're talking late round draft picks and they've lived there. That's where the majority mm. of their picks have been the defense. We know maybe it's taking a step back, but there's still a lot of star power there. So it doesn't mean that it should just completely fall apart. Even if let's say a guy like Eddie Goldman, who you asked him about who he's expecting to show up at camp. Did you see the sled? Did you see
0: this? Did you see the sled video? I did see the sled okay.
1: video. Eddie's you out there. It better. He's out there. We need him. But how'd you feel how he answered about the offense? Talking about the depth and how it's on him to get that offense going.
0: He just stated facts. What could he? What could he do? You know, like I mean, the proof is right there. You you've held this team back. You and uh, Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles and Chase Daniels. Um, and it's your turn. It's your opportunity now. You got the pieces that you desire. Um, it's his opportunity to win and succeed. He never had a chance to pick a quarterback here right? He never had a chance, and I don't know where, how, with him or Juan Gastillo or Ryan Pace, never a chance to pick his tackles here. You know, as far as left tackle, you know, so, I mean, Bobby Massey was here when he got here. You know, so, you know, he never had a a chance, or, or say so, I should say. A say so. So, when you're talking about setting that edge, and I'm talking about setting that edge with anger on the offensive line, I don't know. See, I don't know if that's something that Matt Nagy lust for because he doesn't like to run the ball. I I, I, I could also point out. I think he softened this line up by not running the ball enough and not committed to the run to where offensive linemen can go out there and put their will on defenders rather than backing up always to run block. Right. I mean, the pass block. Firing, firing block. out but, versus walking Yeah, back. firing out. You want to go and hit somebody. You don't always want to be uh, protective, protective. You know what I'm saying? You want to go out. You, you want to be aggressive at times. You know what I'm saying? Instead of reactionary. You know, so um, I can put some of that on him, and maybe he knows that you know they need some nasty on the line. But it's it's on him. I mean, it, that the, the the part of the ball that's held them back is on Matt Nagy, and it was the kicking as you mentioned, and now the kicking seemingly has been solved. Outside of that, has been on him, and even when you look at the kicking, the kicking debacle that they did, going back and forth and doing all that was silly. You know, and making it to, making it out to seem like that was just the 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 worst thing ever. I mean, the most important thing where that wasn't the only issue. It was a big issue, but you can't even let those guys really get set when you're playing this type of game with them or whatever. But you know, it, it is what it is. I thought he was being honest.
1: Well, I love the interview. I thought you did a great job with it. Terrific and job. It, Anybody that hasn't heard it, you better check it out. It's 20 minutes of pure Matt Nagy, I believe, and. Yeah. Like you said, fast questions, fast answers. But both of you, I love the questions and context you added to the questions. And I loved how Matt Nagy answered things. Wasn't just trying to give you John Foxyism.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he, he, he basically answered the baby goat question when I said that, you know, I've come up with a few coin phrases. He didn't say baby goat, but he basically said Patrick Mahomes was an outlier, to say the least.
1: That was my highlight of the question. At coining the term "baby goat" that needs to be out on a lot of podcasts across America because you're right. I don't like this Madden stealing it. I don't see an EA check sliding under that door right
0: now. It's not. You would have gotten your cut. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's happened before. It's just just like you since you've seen me come up with "baby goat" years back for Patrick Mahomes. That's tip proves proof when I say that's not the only phrase I've coined throughout my lifetime. There's been several, you know, like my like if I say this right after, she's gonna like best be like, yeah, right, like like <laughs> if I go like to my friends for like twenty five years, they'd be like, yeah, you know, some some nobody was really saying that until he was saying that something like like I put some phrases out there in my life. So That might be remember a remember. podcast episode right there. What I don't even remember
1: coin terms. Well, we got
0: to out majority. all the.
1: All the people that <laughs> no, right. have been around back, the coining back, of the terms. Back in 92. There's right. <laughs> Afton, then everybody else, then D, right. then me. Right. We oh, all yeah. come up with our coin term.
0: That would be dope. That would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, today came and went and today was the the, the the deadline for signing players that got tagged with the franchise tag this offseason. Um, there was only one player that signed an extension. It was an offensive lineman for was it Washington football team? I can't remember. Or Baltimore or maybe no, it was for the Carolina Panthers, I think. Could be wrong regardless, because we really don't care. Um what we care about for is for Sam Darnold, by the way. <laughs> we care about uh Allen Robinson not getting his bread. Um came and went. We knew Alan Robinson wasn't going to get signed because we didn't hear any noise. And the last we've heard, both the two sides weren't really talking and and they hadn't come to any type of agreement or even close to an agreement. So clearly it's spelled out that A-Rob wasn't going to get his money, that he he rightfully deserves um, from his his career in the NFL, but let alone what he's done as a Bears receiver with woeful quarterbacks. Um, I've tweeted out that if and when... He walks away from this team. I don't know if they'll. I don't think they would hit him with the franchise tag him again. With how much more money it would be, um, so I, that's the only. That's the only hold up is if they hit him again with the franchise tag. Um, they're going to regret it, you know. Like I, you don't see um, great receivers win Super Bowls, right? And I'm not even trying to diss him. He's not great. He's damn good. But you can see some damn good ones win some Super Bowls. And really what I mean by that is usually receivers that are maxed out. Like, for instance, like Julio should have won, but but Julio didn't win one. Antonio Brown finally won one as a lesser player than who he he was. Um, Randy Moss didn't win one. Terrell Owens didn't win one. Uh, uh, Tim Brown didn't win one. You know, uh, uh, um,
1: honestly, it's been Steve Smith.
0: Steve Smith Sr didn't win one. Like it's we feel like go from,
1: Jerry Rice is the last one to really be great and win one, basically. you know.
0: Depending on how Tyreek Hill Definitely, you know, depending on how you rate someone like yeah. a Tyreek Hill. Tyrell. But but again, when we're talking about the Uber elite, you know what I'm saying? Right. Usually they the they receiver don't. that
1: can literally do
0: anything Every, on the football field with right. as a receiver. Usually they don't. But and I, but you know, you could still have a damn good one, and he can damn near do majority of the stuff that the Uber elite can do. I put I put Allen Robinson in that. I had somebody tweeted me like they should just let him walk and put all the money into the the run game, and I I didn't reply because I was it didn't seem like it was worth it to get into a discussion because right. it's like Have what, you seen the head coach? How, what, also, what else are they going to put into the run game? They they brought in Damian Williams. They have a bigger running back room. Instead of using a guy that's a pump returner, gadget guy, and Cordell Patterson as a running back, they got running backs in the running back room. They invested in offensive line. What else? How else are they going to invest in the run game? Like so, it was kind of like, right. I'm not even about to and more drive. money on the offensive line. Right, right. I'm but sure I mean, more. I'm not. But there's no money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And again, you have you 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 bet you spend money on Cody Whitehair. You're gonna end up playing James Daniels. You're gonna J- Tevin Jenkins is your left tackle. Sam Mustafer is your center for the time being. Uh, it's not saying that he won't be moving forward, just saying for the time being. Uh, but but still getting back to the Allen Robinson point, man, you're gonna I, I know that it that Ryan Pace may feel like it's easy for him to reshuffle the, the receiving room. All right. See uh, 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 Kevin White. All right. It's not as easy as you think, but you're going to miss having a guy like Allen Robinson that can lead that offense and uh, not be a, uh, someone that's flighty and be someone that's down to earth. Cause a lot of guys, regardless of being receivers or not would have really put up a fuss over you not paying them with what they brought to the table and how little you helped them when it comes to the guy that's sitting under center, you know? So uh, this is a mistake. I understand that they got caught out there with how the cap shrunk from the pandemic last year. Um, but still there had to be some way to do something, even though I guess there's not to get this man, his money because he's definitely earned it. You would have, you, you have a nice little tandem. If Darnell Mooney takes another step and Allen Robinson stays at, at the same as he's been, let alone, he said that he was working on his red zone, his speed and his conditioning. Um, you, you, you got your receiver. on top of
1: it, if you have like six or seven speedsters, you do want that one guy that's that alternate. A catch-radius like guy.
0: Right. You want a catch-radius guy. You have your catch-radius guy, your route-running guy. The um, guy that can
1: post up a small corner that maybe has a ton of speed that can handle your speed receivers, but he can't handle the size of your big-time wide receiver. And Cole Komet's not ready to be that guy yet.
0: He's not. You know, it's just it's, – it's, it's not time – Allen Robinson is still young enough. Um, I hope they come to some type of agreement, but as of right now, you can't say they will. And looking at there may be greener pastures with the same about or more money or slightly less money, but the pastures are greener with a brighter light and a better quarterback for him to really showcase his skill set like he hasn't been able to do in, in uh, with with Jacksonville and with the Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's tough. I mean, I'll say this. If you're going to be looking for a skill position, wide receiver is one of the easiest ones to find in terms of talent. But Allen Robinson brings so much besides talent to the team with, like you mentioned, his professionalism, his work ethic, his just overall, he's a like a Walter Payton man of the year type that's going to be rough to lose because that's not easy to replace. You can maybe find a receiver with a similar physical talent, but it's going to be hard finding a guy with that mental edge.
0: I'll say this. It's not that easy to replace receivers because the hit rate is what? 20% of receivers in the first round resigning with the teams that drafted them.
1: Well, I only say that because Look at the giant receiver market we just had in free agency, and so many teams opted to go with the cheaper option of the draftees. You might still be able to get a a guy that's on his second contract that's a good player, but the team doesn't want to spend the money on the wide receiver.
0: True, but my only issue would be is that guy as dependable as Allen Robinson yeah, as far right. as a, a, availability. Availability is definitely and and not dropping the ball. He's one of the he had some he had the he's in the top three I think of he had most contested last year. He's the top three of most contested passes in the league. You know, like so he's basically not open but open. Um, he's not going to be easy to replace. I mean, I agree. He's not so I I I, I get what you're saying, but he he's not going to be easy to replace. Um, I would like to see Allen Robinson hang around, but to that man, go get your money. Um, And go do what's best for you at the end of the year. um, Whatever you feel is best for you, A Rob. Right. Good luck in Detroit. Damn. You don't hit him with Detroit? (laughs) Damn. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, man. (laughs) Go on. Get the money and run. (laughs) (laughs) It's that time to go up for grass, Rabbi Ski. Rabbi Ski, what you got for me?
1: I only got one, and we teased it a little bit earlier. Are you getting that 2004 bronze medal vibes from this iteration of the men's national basketball team? Or is there hope for a dream team?
0: Bronze, 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 bronze. It's so bronzy. It's more bronny than bronzy, bronzy. Dude, Ooh. It's not even a question that <laughs> this team is in some trouble. Trouble, trouble. I mean, listen, when I saw the bigs, when I first saw the bigs, I was like, hold up. Bam, Draymond. Okay. Right. I get Kevin we gotta Love? Get, we got to get our one white in there. Can't have an all-black team. Dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where the... Whoa, whoa, is Cat, is, is, is Cat playing for Puerto Rico? Like, uh, where... Where the hell where's Carl Anthony Towns at? I know I think his mom may be Puerto Rico, but I think his daddy may not be. Where is you telling me you can't get one of those bigs just to come down here real quick, one of these young kids to come and play on this team that's skilled up like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, when I when I look at that, it's like, damn, son. Like you when I when I like I say, when I saw the bigs and Kevin I first I thought freaking love. They're gonna get muscled around. All right. They're going to get played on the perimeter. Um, I like Bam because it's versatility, but I don't know if it's really come to fruition. It's not like I've been watching a ton of those games, even though Zach Levine kind of went off the other day um, being inserted into the starting lineup.
1: Kevin Love must be great behind the scenes, must be just phenomenal behind
0: the scenes, must be the glue guy. Dude, I mean, like. There, it's just so I, I just don't think this team and again, I know it's about available people who let themselves be available, but I still felt like there could have you been could some have done anyone better than Kevin Love. Basically. Dude, dude i rather have slow-mo off of uh, Anderson off of the Grizzlies. They used to play at UCLA. They, they, used be, they used to be play for the Spurs. I'd rather have him than Kevin. Love. It's it's just so many dude. I don't even know how hard. Listen, put this how bad it is. I don't know how how, how healthy Jaron Jackson Jr. is right now, but I'd rather have his ass. Right. <laughs>
1: I is mean then it, the Cavs have one of the highest odds for the first pick, and Kevin Love's like the third best player on that team. What are dude, we talking about here?
0: Dude, it that that team, again, it's about who's gonna look who said they want to come, but right. man. So they I, went
1: through the top fifty of the NBA and then only what? There's twelve guys on the team, only eleven said yes, and they have to go all the way down to hundred to get Kevin Love.
0: Right. That that that's just bad business. You know, like it, it's just nah, dude. Like you don't you don't got the score. They, they where listen, who is gonna be Olympic mellow?
1: Right. Okay. what about Clint Capello? Is he American that we can bring he's him not,
0: in? No, no, he's not American. No, he's not sorry we're gonna we're we gonna need, citizen, uh, we're gonna citizen, we're gonna citizenize all these mugs <laughs> <laughs> we're deputizing you get choices in a damn <laughs> a
1: quick uh, Joe Joe Biden we need uh, some American citizenship over here real quick
0: on real a couple quick, guys real quick I mean, I mean come on the Kevin Love thing drives me insane wait wait I'm, this is how desperate this is how desperate I am right you couldn't get Wendell Carter Jim- <laughs> Brook Lopez, wouldn't Brook Lopez be better? Not after the finals, he would. Listen, you may as well have sent Robin just to them thug it up and beat on some people. Like, dude, are you serious? Like, are you serious with what y'all sent over there? It's just, it was questionable to say to me. I know, Ad was hurt, so he wasn't going to come out there and play, even though it would have been right. great. He's got to play video games during the summer, so he's too I'm busy. Just, it would have been, it, it been great, but man, looking at that roster, um, especially particularly the bigs, is bad, but to get to your question, um, the odds of them winning the gold medal, I would say, are at 55%. I'll give them 55%, you know, because if, they got that's a great coach. From USA, they are. But, I mean, if you look at the talent that's on there, Um, I would say it's about about 55%. Listen, they better let Zach go off. You know what I'm saying? You better unleash Zach. You better unleash anybody that wants to go for theirs. You better let them go for theirs. Oh man, because it's it's no Zach could be the Olympic mellow. He could listen, they they need see, they need somebody with a a a big tookish. If they're going to have somebody that can bang in and out like uh, what I'm trying. I can't put my finger on a player that's like that right now. Since the NBA is much more of a finesse game uh, when it comes right. to its his, his, his threes and perimeter players. He don't have but,
1: the ass, but Devin Booker reminds me of the scoring prowess of a
0: Carmelo. Or, you know what? And I'm not saying uh, he's not the scoring prowess of Carmelo. But even if you had like a, a, a Miles Bridges. You know what I'm saying? Like you need you need guys that can be big, but aren't big, but are a- athletic. You know what I'm saying? How about a Julius so, Randall? I thought about Julius Randall to be honest with you. Um, I, he definitely would have been someone that I would have probably had had, had invited. But to be honest with you, I didn't have a team in front of me, so I didn't want to say his name in case just because they had let his ass on, and I didn't know for sure if they let his ass on or not. Uh, but I thought I thought about Julius Randle. You know, it's sad that you don't have like your, your Tyson Chandler's that you can be like just protect the rim. Right. Listen, okay, hold on. we couldn't we couldn't get DeAndre Jordan to go play. Wait, we couldn't get what's the kid's name? Allen, the kid that got traded away to what the Cavs from the Nets when they did all that. You remember the kid? With oh the throw yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, yeah. We couldn't yeah. send. We could We couldn't send that kid. Like I'm just right. like. Dude, come come on. Like Kevin come on freaking now. love. Dog, we couldn't send Mobley, the kid just getting drafted from USC. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we I don't care where these bigs came from, man, but like we we could have done something that we could like, and I hate to put all this on Kevin Love, but it's like you quitting when right. you got to that slot and was like, oh yeah, fuck it. Right? Like, give just, me a, give me a white. I don't care. I mean, I don't even want to put on being white as much as just. I mean, I'll let you say it. I mean, also, I thought they looked, healthy. Listen, How was he going to play? I thought they were looking at it. I mean, one definitely privilege plays a part, but I thought they were looking at it. From the, kind of the versatile aspect, kind of what we're saying about mellow, but without the athleticism. So it was like, how, it, like, it'd be different if this was Kevin Love for five years ago. Right. Where what, you're talking like his about his
1: original Olympic run.
0: Yeah. Like, if you, it'd be different if you're talking about that, that, that Kevin Love, but like this Kevin Love, like, what versatility
1: dude, does he have? Getting up and out of a chair?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> dude, we couldn't, wait, 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 we couldn't send old ass Paul Millsap. I right. just saying like, Come on. dude, dude, there were some guys, man. Listen, oh my goodness, man. Like, i never seen an Olympic team, and I thought about this yesterday. I'd never seen an Olympic team that was begging for, for Jimmy Butler so bad like this one. They need a culture. Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they need, they need, they need Jimmy so bad with them. Right. They Did need Bam lose
1: him on the Jungle Cruise? What happened? Oh, Where's Jimmy? He,
0: he, it's on you, Bam. I love that part of that. <laughs> He's like, it's, it's on you, Bam. Like Jimmy, team, He said that on there. He, he took the whole commercial. It's on you, Bam. <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! How about Look. getting the
1: Rock there? I would rather have Dwayne the Rock Johnson than Kevin Love. Come
0: on, dude. I'm trying to think because there's clearly some bigs that we're dude, okay. That's how bad. This how bad it's gonna get. We couldn't send Daniel Gaffer. We couldn't send Red over there. Was... We couldn't send Red over there, man. At least he'd be jumping on somebody's neck. I mean, we could don't oh, wait, hold up, hold up. Oh, I got one, one, one. We see we couldn't send Crazy Eyes. I know Crazy right. Eyes would have went on. after the finals. Bobby right. Portis would have been had his bags packed, ready to oh, go and knock man. somebody out i like, was like Bobby. Bobby Listen, Bobby. This is what I want you to do. As soon, listen. As soon as the French players come out, you can still on anybody you want to. <laughs> any of any of, especially Rudy especially Tony Tony Parker's (laughs) somewhere near get him like I mean like dude, you I'm just I hate saying this I know it just seems like it seems like we're going just drudging through the league but there are players at this point in their career that can probably help you more than Kevin Love in an Olympic Games that they just threw that spot away
1: I feel like he's missing a shoulder and a foot and he's just coming in on the court somehow just limping his way over I got one hand (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but listen we always appreciate it um, we look forward to chatting up with you guys next week as we close out perhaps the finals and get closer into the training camp start telling you what we're looking for with this upcoming we're gonna do the old also,
1: handoff from basketball to football
0: also uh, take a look around the league the NFL next coming month take a look around the league probably have some guests on get back to get some guests on as it just became, we had to make it more of ours. Back to get some guests on and talking some some football um, because it's going to be an interesting football season. It definitely has been an interesting offseason. Full fans, full
1: stadiums again. It's right. going to be. Oh, pff, I'm I'm dying for football again.
0: I'm dying for I'm it ready. too. So.